0: Egyptian pancakes. Egyptian morning. Well, we're having a New York morning. Egypt is over. Why sorry. are you making that sound?
1: I'm sorry. I really... My... <laughs> I, was, I was stirring my green... Smoothie because I just poured some coconut water and aloe water into it with a metal mm. straw and I just my brain is a, like in on two continents. So
0: when did you return?
1: I walked into my home last night at seven p.m. Wow. Yeah, it was the it was really extensive travel day that was made longer by some Egypt Air delays. oh
0: no
1: yeah, it's okay. It was there was a mutiny on the plane by the end, but it was okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's People, not great.
1: The problem was that they boarded us at Cairo at the right time and then we sat on the on the what's it called, mm-hmm. the tarmac or whatever for a really long time because they had I guess some of the food was late being made. So, suddenly an hour into sitting in the plane The flight attendants were walking to the back of the plane holding like 10 trays of food at a time, like a, you know, water brigade. And um, and then boy, yeah, I was like, you forgot the food. So then we took off and we flew to New York and then it's a 12 hour flight as it is. And then when we landed, of course, there was no gate for us because we were so late. And it was, mm-hmm. we sat on the runway for a long time, and people, I mean, look. That's when you, the worst. When you're on flights to the Middle East, people stand up the moment the wheels touch the ground. And the flight attendants have to be like, please sit, sit down, you have to sit. <laughs> oh my god. But in this situation, at a certain point, the flight attendants could do nothing. I mean, everybody just stood up. Yeah. It was, it was really something. Like, by the time just, the plane... Just bring a ladder let everyone off bring a ladder <laughs> yeah it was harrowing i was in i was well this is i hate to talk about flights but here we go sometimes you have to sometimes you have to i was in row 53 okay so up first class yeah <laughs> <laughs> So when you, when you look at your ticket and it says row 53, you really have a moment where you take pause and think, what even is a plane? I mean, Jesus, it's like, it's so like a plane of this size. You think this is a really far flung idea, right? That this like, yeah,
0: yeah. Enormous,
1: like basically a warehouse tube is like being flung into the air and then floating, (laughs) floating on really heavy wings. It's crazy.
0: I, I, I'll never believe it.
1: (laughs) It's not, it's really not to be believed. I mean, if you went back to like, you know, 1800 and someone were to tell you like, oh yeah, like you see that grain silo over there, that one day is just going to fly with people in it. No problem. It's so crazy. Um, It is,
0: it is it is.
1: So, when I arrived at Cairo Airport... Cairo Airport's an interesting situation because, like, you have to go through a series of security before you even get to the airline kiosk. So, there are, like... Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. There are many security checkpoints. So... Yikes. You go through security once. You go to the Egypt Air. You get your ticket. You go through security again. And, and then you're... Are you traveling alone? Alone. Okay. Then you go into the duty-free area. You get yourself a coffee. And then you have to go to your gate at which point you go through like a really serious security again and i'm talking they feel every part of your body they're checking oh, that's he- nice they're checking hands it was nice <laughs>
0: they're checking gender gender check <laughs> yeah exactly
1: um so uh, well also just that that Linked in my brain to I'm reading this the Jennifer Hammond's Balanchine book, which as as listeners you know you should be reading if you want to participate in our up and coming book club episodes, um, with Russell Jansen. So yesterday they were talking about Balanchine kind of leaving the East to go to Western Europe, and that yesterday, when, uh, yesterday that when they when they were you know, doing security checks when they were getting on the boat. Mm-hmm. They were checking, they were checking everything. They were checking the hems of your clothing to make sure you weren't smuggling right. things. Right. Okay. At any Work. So then I get on the plane, row 53. And the person, I, and ugh. so the rows are three, three, three across the plane, but my row was actually two and I'd requested an aisle seat because in row 53, they've, they start to narrow because of the bathroom projects out and then the Mm -hmm. last like two or three rows are two uh over to the side okay so i was in the aisle seat next to like an older egyptian man who looked like kind of uncle fester you know and the moment i sit down he's like hey look over there why don't you go sit over there (laughs) and i was like there because there was an empty row of three across from us and Uh i was like oh well yeah i'll I'll go over there if, if um If, you know, people aren't sitting there when we're done boarding. He was like, yeah, that's great. That'll be great for everybody. I was like, yeah, yeah. So I now are, I see people scoping out these seats, right? There's already this like Mm -hmm. guy behind me scoping it out. Finally, this woman comes in and just plops in and she says, uh, she sits down and the Uncle Fester goes like, oh, are you just going to sit there alone? And she's like, actually, I I have, my aunt has a bum knee. So we're going to try to sit here. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's really, you know, it's these flights are painful. Whatever are having a conversation. Then, of course, the people who are meant to sit in that row show up. So now mm-hmm. this woman and her aunt with the bad knee have to leave the row. It's now occupied by the rightful owners of the seats.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And now I'm dealing with, like, what seems to be a panicking Uncle Fester, right? He is mm. in a state of, like, I cannot believe I'm in this window seat for this flight. And I'm like, well, darling, you should have gotten an aisle seat. You know what I mean? Like, I am i can't help you. And I need an aisle seat because of my femurs. So here, I'm here. <laughs> so we, we go up in the sky. The flight begins. I can <laughs> feel his anxiety. Right? Uh-huh. He's a very scared flyer. He's closing his eyes as we take off. All, all of it. You should have been
0: like, you can move over there if you want. Right. You go sit on their lap. Go ahead. Have well, a good time. Well, no. Earlier on, it's also like you can oh, do whatever you want. Absolutely, this is that's, my seat. That's, that's what I should I will have said. Be.
1: That's smart for next time this happens to me. Yeah, it turned, he was a
0: very nice person, but it was right, right, right. I, I, I feel the vibe of like anxious, uh, uh, trying to figure out how to not go through this awful flight. Yeah, it was trying to find a way out of it.
1: He really wanted a way out. So. When we get up in the air, I realize part of the issue is that he's getting up every 45 minutes to an Mm -hmm. hour. And I think it's a combination of, like, bathroom and his legs. He needed to, like, stretch. And so he was very apologetic, but at the same time, it didn't change that I had to get up literally over a dozen times during this 12-hour flight when I really should have been asleep, you know? Yeah.
0: Anyways... Um, But I, 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 uh, there's also, uh, there is a benefit to getting up for you, so.
1: You're right. That's true.
0: I think my body, my body
1: thanks me for having
0: gotten up so much. Yeah. Thank God. You're really good at looking at the bright side today. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of flying to Australia and on the return flight, finding a cup of noodles that like saved my life. Oh, heaven. You found it? So they had like. Oh, snack like, area. In you know, a snack area. Yeah. And I was like, I'm eating a cup of noodles in, on an airplane, and this is incredible.
1: Why were you in Australia?
0: Uh, I went with Jack when Jack went.
1: To oh, I re- oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember. Okay. So, I have a big question. Oh, great. Great. Um, and How it's big about, is it? It's pretty huge, actually. I've been thinking about it a lot. Oh, great. Um, did you... Did you already know that they made a movie about Lisa
0: Novak? Uh, do you... No. There's a movie about Lisa Novak.
1: That You know who that is?
0: Yeah, the astronaut.
1: Yeah. So, I almost wish when I had... When did this happen? Okay, this is... Also, I've done no research, so maybe we can find out together, but... I've often thought over the years, why is there not a movie about this? Like, wouldn't this be right. a, great, a great, at least, like, a series, true crime, whatever. It's, like, it's got all the things you want. Like, it's got sex and intrigue and humor and, and like... Insanity. Exactly, insanity. So, I'm on the plane yesterday, and the options for films are limited, but, you know, you can, you can get, get your eyes on something. Mm -hmm. So, I start the day, and I finish this movie I didn't finish on the flight from New York, which was this Owen Wilson thing with Glenn Close about mom, or... It was stupid. Oh, no. Yeah, it was stupid. But then, I'm like, oh, Lucy, with Natalie Portman. I'll watch that. Lucy. Lucy. And I'm like, it looks like it's about space, okay? So, I turn it on. The opening frame looks like... It looks like the opening of Gravity, literally. She's, like, up in space, looking at Earth, like, she's having a moment. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of these, like, artful space films, like, Ad Astra, right? Uh And she gets back to Earth, and literally the vibe of the film is, like, all of these very self-serious space art films, right? Where, like, the editing is, like too artful it's like really weird and the music it's like all very serious natalie portman is giving the most unironic performance of her life and like i'm watching this movie and i'm and it says based on true events i'm like oh god she's going to be one of the people who blew up in the challenger she's going to be one of the people who blew up in that mission that that burned up on re-entry cuz it's taking place in the 90s right Uh and it's going on and it's sort of about like her the complications of like coming back from space and like the disappointment with real life and just like all you you're so preoccupied with the experience you had in space that you desperately just want to go back to space Uh and i was like okay this is like a a kind of like (laughs) post-traumatic psychological movie about space and then she starts to come a little like Undone, and she starts having an affair with John Hamm, and honestly, still, still at this point, I haven't made the connection. Still haven't made the connection. I'm like, okay. To reality? To Lisa Novak. Right, right. And so then,
0: there's this other woman who's an astronaut. Natalie Portman playing Lisa. Mm. This is Crazy. And
1: directed by someone who does, does not have an ounce of camp in their body. Not one ounce. And so, wow. can you believe it? I was like, how did they get their hands on this property? Like,
0: this is ridiculous. So, all this so to say... So, you've watched this movie already, and it's how old... Okay, I'm going to have to do some 10 research. years old. This might be
1: one of those movies that like we never knew about but is on like flights to to the Middle East.
0: It's on it was made for airplanes. It's like it's like those 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 magazines that are in the airplane.
1: Okay, wait. That's not right. Lucy Natalie Portman. Also, why is it called Lucy? Well, something happened Okay, it's from 2019. Okay. It's from 2019. Oh. Wow, I could the title not figure out What
0: year it was. The right title now. in America is Lucy in the Sky. Okay, so like a Beatles reference.
1: Yeah, they do play that song at a certain point. Um, and I guess maybe like there would have been defa- defamation lawsuits if they called it Lisa. Oh, okay. Is or, her name I, Lisa? Or is her name Lucy? Her name's Lucy. Okay. Her name's Lucy, which also, okay. you know, okay. that was the initial confusion for me. Um, but anyways, then it gets to the part where she does come totally undone and drives across the country. Diapers. But she's There's no diapers. She's with her uh-huh. niece in the car. So the movie becomes about this kind of like... It's about like um, feminist empowerment via her grandmother, who's played by Ellen Burstyn, and then her niece character, and the women like standing up for each other. And like, I'm like, what? This, this is, is not...
0: terrible. This is
1: not what this is. But anyway, why no
0: one watched this movie.
1: Oh, nobody. Full of stars. Ellen Burstyn, John Hamm, Natalie Portman. Nobody watched this movie. Tig Notaro is in it for some strange reason. No. Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey plays her husband. Now he's so interesting Bye. because he is unrecognizable now
0: that he's thin. Do you find that? Uh, I, I guess not, I don't I probably have seen him and didn't recognize him. Well, do you remember what he looked like on Downton Abbey, Matthew? Um, yes, okay. and I'm trying to like blonde moonface. I'm trying to picture if I've seen him since then. And I, I feel like there was a, maybe some, it feels like maybe the, I, I, I have a memory of sort of a transitional that, that it had changed at some point, but I, not right. to like an unrecognizable amount, but right.
1: Well, honestly with his hair dyed Brown and, or I think his hair is Brown, but, and being thin and with a mustache, unrecognizable, unrecognizable okay anyways I would I, I would I would recommend getting your eyes on it just to experience how
0: misguided it is um, and
1: what a big well huge. you know you know
0: what I don't want to watch is a film with Natalie Portman you know I agree so, I, hate to, I hate to say it but on an airplane if I ever fly again <laughs> uh, I hope that movie's there it won't be. I'm telling you. But it does seem like there's still room for someone to actually make that movie that should exist. So the only nice. place that movie is is in this
1: weird data bank on Egypt Air. It's like, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was yeah. truly really bad. And um, Did you watch any movies that you liked? You know, I started watching Tenet, which is... Um, Tenet. Tenet 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 What? Um it's by the guy who does those really loud Batman movies. What is his name?
0: I'm looking it up. Tenet. Uh, it's like a suspense movie. Yeah, like Chris action. Chris
1: Nolan. Um did he yeah. make that
0: recent terrible
1: Batman with um No. <laughs> he made all the Dark Knight ones with 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 uh, Christian Bale. Oh okay. And he made I Dunkirk, see. I wow. think. He's he's an interesting director. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he has a very like slick, loud, uh, way mm. about, way about him. Um, oh, no, I don't know who did Dunkirk, Interstellar, Inception, Tenet, The Prestige. Um, okay, I, who did Dunkirk? Um. Anyways, uh, I started watching that and I got sort of interested, but then I didn't finish. And that incredibly tall actress who is playing Diana right now, is uh-huh. in it. Um, oh, he did direct Dunkirk. Um, she is the tallest. She's she's six foot three. Did you know that? She,
0: she looks like a giraffe.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, so, so that that was, uh, that, was that, that was fine. That I, I didn't finish n- it. Nothing else. Um, I think there was one. Oh, I watched an episode of this British show called The Repair Shop, where people bring in their like damaged family heirlooms, Shh. and they uh-huh. they, have, they have a team of people who restore and do things, and mm-hmm. it was cute. Like they someone picked, fixed a clock, and someone fixed a wooden whale, and it was nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like watching things get fixed.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: you know, I think that might have been it. <clears throat> there might have been another movie
0: in the mix, but I cannot remember at the moment. I watched my policeman. Oh, I watched some how other gay movie- uh-huh. you know, I was sort of annoyed by it of like, I don't need another movie about like how it was hard for gay people in this kind of absurd way uh-huh uh, uh, like the same I'm like we've seen this movie, right, and then like all these gay people get killed in like a club, what? and I'm like, oh you know, no, but we don't need in, that in, in reality. No, it just, like, happened, you know, in America. And I was like, maybe these stories... Maybe it's good to keep telling these stories. Yeah, I suppose (laughs) so. So...
1: Wait, I was going to say, I remembered, as you said, The Policeman, the last film I watched on the plane. What was it? It was called My Son, and it was a German movie. um, And it wasn't anything to write home about. It was just basically that classic story of drug addicted son gets into trouble and then has to like be saved by their mom. And the whole Mm. movie is just like a journey of like the mom and the son on a road trip to the rehabilitation center, like getting to know each other again. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the very, the actors were good and attractive and you know, I, I looked at it.
0: I, I, I mean, we didn't talk about the Darling movie. Oh God. that, That we didn't like.
1: Well, you didn't podcast. even you didn't even know you didn't like it. I so I didn't. So what 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 was your experience? What was the experience? For
0: you? I really struggled to get through the whole movie,
1: and it, it's not because even
0: long. like one minute in I was like, oh, so this is just like footage of stuff, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, oh, it's like Stafford Wives meets the Matrix. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. She,
0: it's so stupid. I couldn't believe it. It's really stupid. But Florence Pugh is she's not great in this, I would say. But she's there and well, she, I love no- like her nobody
1: so. nobody seemed particularly interested. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Like yeah. I was like, "Oh wow, even the actors in this movie like were didn't care at all."
0: Well, it's such a style fest that like they were like, "Well, we're not really needed to be here, right?" <laughs> Because you're just gonna like put us in these costumes, or we're gonna say these lines, and we're gonna like go home. Well,
1: that's that's also the other thing. They were like, "Let's do this '60s thing, a la kind of Edward Scissorhands." Right, and, and it was like, but you didn't even do it like so beautifully that it becomes like a look at me movie. It just was like, okay. It's it's so conventional. It's just boring. I know. So, if you're going to do a movie with like no substance and just beauty is you better, it better be really beautiful. Well,
0: you have to, you have to push it beyond the material. Cause it's a movie. Right. So it was sort of designed like a staged version of what that would be. It was bad. That's fine. Um, but there's this other Florence Pugh movie called the wonder that's, also not great. Is this where she's in the country and she's a nurse? Yes.
1: Oh, I want to see that.
0: Yeah, you should watch it. There's an interesting thing that I think doesn't make sense, but um, I won't talk about it let you, mm. let you all watch. Um, but Florence P is so great. She's mm-hmm. so terrific. So, we love. She, she eats a lot in this movie. Oh, that's the best. I'm like, you are the, literally the best eater in the world. That's you what her parents always said. Eater.
1: When she was a baby, they were like, aren't you a good eater, darling? <laughs> she's a good eater. How's the baby? Well, she's a good eater. Well, she's a good eater. Right, she's a good eater. Um, um,
0: I watched all that stuff, Star Wars stuff, which is oh, fun.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm an episode behind because, as you know, I was in Africa. Oh, you haven't finished it. No. Okay. But
0: I, I got caught up last night on White Lotus oh I haven't I'm not caught up on that unfortunately
1: oh boy, boy I, I mean boy. fortunately
0: for me I feel fortunate that I have that to watch it's that is exciting. like
1: the greatest gift for anyone is to have an episode an episode of, an of, episode White, of Lotus. White Lotus yeah I know.
0: I'm always tempted to like go back and rewatch from the beginning of the season
1: I was squealing with glee last night it's and literally out loud saying, "I love this show!" <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Squealing! Yay! That's so fun! I love this show. It's like that's designed
0: so for gay people, I think. Um, yeah. Well, Mike White really found like this very uh, like mainstream way to tell a Mike White. Thing So yeah. it's really, it's great. It's so fun.
1: I eagerly await the entrance of Laura Dern. Oh, Laura Dern's coming
0: into the season. I
1: heard this from somebody and then I, I then looked at the context clues. There's when he's, when Michael Imperioli is on the phone with his wife,
0: then you hear her voice. Oh, she's the wife. She's the Interesting. wife. Interesting. I, I heard they had some like friction in making it enlightened uh, well, so, you know what? I but, also you know, heard... That's, that I heard from ago. one of our
1: listeners, Sarah, that Mike White's a huge asshole. So, like, it's possible. But isn't everyone... Yeah. Well, it seems like everyone in Hollywood. I don't...
0: I mean... Sure. I, but I think... Everyone has all kinds of personas that come out at different occasions. So, right. you know... So, that's all.
1: Well, who's a um, who's a Hollywood person where everyone says, and what's so great about them is that they're just so nice?
0: There are these people. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but... I, yeah. yeah, I think there are. There must be somewhere.
1: Um, Maybe Greta Gerwig is nice? I don't know. Maybe Sofia Coppola is nice. Wouldn't that be good?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Justin, but isn't it also just like... If your life, if sort of things are easy for you, is not easy to be a nice person.
1: Mm, yeah, but somehow it doesn't work it doesn't, out doesn't It's not like a that. given, yeah. it's not a
0: given, but like...
1: Yeah, well that that was kind of my experience in Egypt actually. I, I, I interacted with some very privileged people and was like, wow, they're very nice. You know, they were very generous and um, um, fun and excited and that was good. That was a, a positive experience for me. That's great.
0: Nothing, nothing is anything. Nothing is anything.
1: Truly, I mean, nothing will make you feel more poor than people talking about, um, like renovating Rich. renovating Rich their, thing. like boat hotel. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that picture of you rowing. I was like, oh, you went to Boston for the weekend. No, we we did like we did like that kind of rowing on the Nile.
1: Yeah, that's fun. Okay, wait. I'm sending you more photos. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, because um, I have I have some we're really Egyptian crazy Egyptian stories. pancakes something special? I don't I never had an Egyptian pancake. Oh, okay. You just took a photo of that restaurant that said Egyptian oh, pancakes. Yeah, because well, it was a cute it was a
1: cute sign, but I never went in. All right. Okay. All right. I'm I'm picking a few more photos to send.
0: Um Oops. Oh you know, I'm really obsessed with Pam's duet. Oh really That music. I know, the music is so tremendous. I'm so glad those people stole that footage and put it on Instagram for a moment.
1: I mean You went to the pyramids. I did indeed. But I have a really scary story about the pyramids. What happened? Um, Okay, just a second. I'm sending one other little crop of photos. Is there and... a snake?
0: Was there a snake there? No. Oh, okay.
1: So it's funny. worse, much worse than that. Uh oh. I know. It was. It was really insane. Okay, I'm oh uh, for the listeners. I am just sending Jeremy some photos so that he can have visual references. I talk through a few things. Um Okay, let's see. Oh, this cat. So just was...
0: imagine photos of Egypt.
1: <laughs> no, no. This is. <laughs> yeah, you just have to sit and imagine. Um, it was. Okay. So we went to the pyramids and we had a tour guide. And that was like one of the things that George set up for us before we came. So George, like, paid. George has been to the pyramids with this guide company before, so he, he didn't want to go to the pyramids again, so he mm. just we paid for a day basically with a guide and a car and a, a, a passenger van and in the morning we got got up and left at 8 and we drove out to Giza which is sort of 40 minutes outside the city
0: Oh wow the and sunlight photo, it's incredible
1: What's the sunlight photo? I don't know
0: there's just the beautiful light in the those columns. There's really beautiful light. You jumped really high. You jumped over the pyramid.
1: Yeah, so our tour guide, Ahmed, made us all do the same photos over and over again. He was like, okay, now you're going to touch the pyramid. Now you're going to kiss the Sphinx. Now, you know. He was was great. He
0: gave us... Camels.
1: Oh, Oh, we rode camels.
0: That is so fun. Yeah, it's crazy. We rode camels. Um, Yeah, these are... the tourist photos honey
1: oh yeah he he ahmed knew exactly
0: what he was doing he was like i'm gonna get you the photos oh oh this camel with her colors
1: oh wasn't she the best she is such a queen She was absolutely giving. Giving was our favorite phrase in Egypt. Someone said something to George about giving. Like, George asked someone, oh, how did you like the pyramids? And they were like, they were giving. And so then that became
0: our phrase for the rest of Egypt. Okay, Okay, wait. Give us this horror story. Okay,
1: so we get in the passenger van. Ahmed gives us a, a history of, you know, the world, essentially. And then we arrive at Giza and... He hands us two tickets, and he says, this is to enter the grounds, and then here's your second ticket, which is to enter the pyramid. And I'm thinking, you can go in the pyramid. That's really crazy. Um, Because, you know, the pyramids were designed to be closed, and, like, they basically closed them. people. Right. They, like, closed it up as they left so that nobody could go in it, because it was not intended for people. Okay. So, we go up, we walk up the ramp into the big, giant pyramid, and... We hand our little tag in. We start walking into sort of a mm, mm, a cave. Like it's there's lights and but it's I'm realizing oh we're in a, we're in a pyramid. There's not going to be windows. This is a pyramid, and I'm immediately claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Immedi- immediately, and I'm like okay, yeah. well as long as it stays like this we're all all as well. So we get to a like um, a juncture at which you have to turn and climb a ladder, and then you go into basically a hole, right? that has probably three feet, three and a half, three feet clearance or so. And there are people coming out of the hole looking worse for the wear. They're sweating, they look shocked and dazed. We see these two women standing there who are sweating and they're like, I hope you're in shape. And we were like, what? So we're standing there. There's a small- And are you, is your
0: guide with you? No, no, he's not coming in, no. He's no. like, good luck in there.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'll see you so when you're you get just, out.
0: You're, this is all your fault. That's all, uh, right? You're just, that's what I'm saying. You what see is... these people who are like near death and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. going to do that.
1: Well, I was really like, I think this is probably not a good idea. And Cassie and Jesse were also like, this is this is not looking, this isn't looking cute. You know, this is looking like a really scary experience. And I was like, yeah, i I really don't do well in um enclosed in spaces. I really it's like one of my worst, one of my worst experiences is enclosed. And so <clears throat> I had there's this like Japanese tourist, a small man in front of me, and I'm kind of looking at him like, are you going to do this? And he's like also looking dubious of the whole affair mm-hmm. as we're watching people coming out of the hole. And then suddenly this Egyptian man who's sort of, mm, he's guiding traffic walks in and he's like, go. You have to go in order to like keep the flow of traffic. Like we need both directions going, go. And so like instinctually, I was just like, I guess I'm going. I got to go. I'm in the pyramid. Last, gotta got to do it. So I just like looked at the Japanese Man And I was like, let's do this. Let's go. So he climbed the ladder. I climbed the ladder. We go into the hole. Now I'm seeing the hole. And at this point, I'm like, I'm going to die.
0: This but there be... are people going into the hole and people coming out of this hole? Yes.
1: And it, it looks as if it's only wide enough for one-way traffic. But the guy, the Egyptian guy, man who's running the show, was like, it's got to go both ways, kids. And so when you start crawling into the hole, it then dawns on me you don't see the end to this upward ramp, right? Which is you are crouched over with your feet Mm -mm. on a wooden plank with rungs and you are (laughs) you are going at an upward incline, upward incline, and tourists are going both directions, squeezing past one another with their backs rubbing against the ceiling right
0: incredible it's,
1: I almost started crying about three feet in because I realized there's no turning back because once you're in like you literally <laughs> you could not possibly so ah. I, I just I looked no. I just looked down at the wood planks and I was like go And I just kept saying, go out loud to myself and (laughs) and to this poor boy in front of me who was like, clearly like, oh my God, there's a mentally deranged person behind me because I was like, go, go, we got to go, go, go. Cause I was like, at this point I was like, oh, we have to run through this. We have to run or I'm going to die. I'm literally going to (laughs) start screaming like, or I'll lay down. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought I was going to have a panic attack. Yeah. So we're, I'm literally like, let's do this. Go. I'm not looking forward because I cannot. I could not face that there seemed to be no end to this. So yeah. probably like three to four minutes of this hell. Oh, wow. You do, in fact, emerge into a hallway. There's a photo of it where you can see my face with very high ceilings.
0: Okay, let me look. But keep talking.
1: And then you can see in the photo, uh-huh, uh-huh. you can see in the photo the width of the plank, right okay um which is not the size of two people but the size of one and one and a quarter
0: a two-way thing so you have to turn when someone else is going the other way you have to
1: kind of like smush by them and then when you get to the top of this second ramp with like the taller ceilings you enter into a room which i kid you is about the size of a kitchen and has a giant stone block (laughs) in it and that is it Jeremy, the, do, do you see uh, the, the picture of the block? Yes, that's it. The,
0: it's it's the it's the most nothing. It's
1: literally. I thought I was going to enter into a vault that was painted gold or something, <laughs> but I you enter into a cinder block uh, storage unit with a uh, block. I uh, when I tell you, I turned right back around. I literally circled that block and got right back in the hole, and I then was. Leading the troops, ah. I was like, again, I was like, "Go, we have to go, go!" Yelling, and this like <clears throat> German woman looked back at me like I was out of my mind, and she go, said "What?" Go, go, and I go, looked at her, I said, "Go, go,", go, go. and she went. <laughs> I mean, she went. Yay! And so oh, my, my whole God. that whole our story was probably I'd grand. Have been, have grand been total so twelve minutes, something like that. Enraged. I was traumatized. I got when I stepped outside into the light, I was shaking Cassie and Jesse. Meanwhile, didn't go (laughs) work. They saw me go in the hole and did not follow. And I, I realized kind of 30 seconds in, like, they're not coming. They're not coming. They left me on my own
0: work. You did it. You had this incredible experience. It was horrible, truly horrible. <laughs> but then,
1: yay! Yeah, but then we got out of the pyramid and we went to ride camels, which was mm. absolutely wonderful. Um, our guide, um, Cassie, basically Cassie rides horses, so she was like, "I want to trot. Make sure that mm. you get us camels where we can run." And our guide was like, "I can do that." So he takes us to these. You know, camel people who put us on the camels and kind of wanders us out past the tourists, and then he's like, "Okay, you can go." And then Cassie just trotted away, and then eventually I was like, "I want to trot too." So Uh I took my rope and trotted a bit, but my camel was very resistant. My camel was wanting to just take it easy, so yeah, good for her. I only did a little trotting, and then um, then we went back. And the camels sat down because they're hungry and they just want to eat delicious greens. Mm-hmm. And you get off your wonderful camel. And then we proceeded to drive, like, another hour away to some of the more ancient pyramids. There's, like, this one called the... Um... Oh, no, first we went to see the Sphinx, and that was cool. Um, Incredible. And then we went to see the, the Bent Pyramid, which is this... This is an amazing story. So one of the kings <clears throat> or pharaohs was like, okay, start building my pyramid. And they got kind of halfway... They realized the angle was too steep and it was going to be like mm. basically impossible to, to like get to the top. So they just switched angles <clears throat> and sudden, so you get this pyramid that has like a bend in it as halfway up. How embarrassing. I know. And so the king was like, well, <laughs> I'm not going in there. So you're going to have to no. build another one. <clears throat> so they did in fact build another one nearby. But the Bend Pyramid I thought was really terrific and there were no tourists at the Bend Pyramid. Um, and then we went to this beautiful step pyramid, which was the most ancient, that was on the most beautiful grounds with this, um, with these amazing um, rectangular stone temple archways with these columns. That was incredible. Okay. So then, do you see the, the gorgeous cat? Did you see the one jumping? Yes. Yeah, stretchy. <clears throat> Don't we love that cat? Given
0: a stretch, yeah.
1: Okay, now what do you see? What are you seeing?
0: I'm not looking <clears> at <throat> Oh, you're not looking Camel, at Camel, step ladder, kitty cat. Kitty cat. There's a dinner. Oh, that's the dinner. What's at... the best thing you ate?
1: Well, that dinner, I have to say, was really good because it was hosted by George's friend Alex. And they... they they're, they're old people. They're old people. And they made turkey. And we had delicious turkey oh, with... Thanksgiving. It was kind of like Thanksgiving. And with various, like, um, Egyptian sides like a delicious lentil thing and it was lovely um and then uh what other touristy things we do went to more markets and mosques
0: and yeah did you find things to buy
1: i bought some glassware from this amazing um place where they like melt down coke bottles and sprite bottles and make this sort of very like glassware that has a lot of air bubbles in it so it's kind of Mm rusticy um i bought a beautiful horn
0: comb for my mom um horn from a from a horn horn <clears throat> we went sounds bad oh lots of stuff from made a up. from a rhinoceros that was I, uh, killed
1: you know i don't know maybe i don't know i don't want to i don't want to think about it
0: well okay uh, i guess it's too late now yeah it's true merry christmas
1: Yeah, Rhino. Um, We went to the Egyptian Museum downtown, which was, like, an incredible space, completely crumbling, like, all the vitrines full of mummies. Like, you could basically kind of reach into anything and steal. I mean, it was truly... It was, like, going into, like, an old, fancy storage unit. It was wild. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the most beautiful museums I've ever seen. Just, like, antiquities... Um, Old. yeah and we got to see Tutankhamun's um, sarcophagus and it was it was really exceptional um, we rowed again on the Nile we got we got um, we did like three rowing sessions um, I didn't oh, get any. Nice. I didn't really get any better at it um, yeah it's you shouldn't invest yourself
0: <clears throat> in yeah you, ha-
1: you have to do it a lot you have to row a lot <laughs> George cut cut his foot one of the last days so we had to be doing some some kind of medical search, stuff, medical stuff. Um, we didn't have to go to the hospital but we were dressing the wounds
0: um, oh that's exciting
1: yeah yeah there was blood everywhere <laughs> it was really thrilling um we went to the like fabric area of the markets where they were selling mm-hmm. kind I like those striped uh, yeah fabrics. they were selling like upholstery textiles and Cassie and Jesse hmm. bought like millions of yards of stuff for their Berkshire's house and we got this incredible white like canvas with a black stripe that happens every foot and a half and we covered all of George's couches in it um that was thrilling wait let me see if I oh I'll send there's a picture of that I'll send that it looks so chic um and what else I mean Egypt is like a very specific place it's very chaotic it can seem harsh at times but it is like so warm and friendly Mm -hmm. people are so kind in the way that they interact with you and even though there's just like all this chaos and dirt and you know dead cats at the side of the road etc it's kind of like the way it feels is very soft it has a strange Mm -hmm. kind of like dusty soft feeling
0: yeah anyways everyone try go to cairo
1: if you can it was quite an
0: experience did you watch cairo time no all right all right but
1: but i guess i will now i mean not this so great i love it do you see the picture of the living room that i just sent
0: yeah i think it's great
1: don't you like it i do okay thank you yeah i Um, love this giant pillow Yeah, George had that made downstairs. George has an upholsterer right in
0: his back alley. Convenient. Very convenient. Um, This is, I mean, the fabric on the furniture is very your mother. Quite, quite, quite.
1: Um, We had a lovely gathering one of the last nights with um, some of George's younger friends who come from all walks of life and um one of them ahmed lives in new york and then of course we knew like a thousand people in common was really something that's nice and uh, what else i don't know i think that's that's kind of i covered it i covered egypt you did it it's over
0: now it's december we are careening towards christmas oh my god it's december Oh my god. Um I'm counting to the days to December 19th when our furnace is installed.
1: Oh my god, is it cold in your apartment?
0: Our you know, we're replacing our furnace.
1: Oh, is it is your old furnace working enough?
0: It is working enough. No, it works fine. It's just that the oil tank is bad, so we're switching mm. it out. And it also is going to fix our water Problem, which oh, is also great. So.
1: are you are you coming into the city anytime soon?
0: Uh, I might be, I might be. I mean, well, I have to decide if I want to or not. All
1: right. Well, maybe I'll come up one of these weekends after Terry's show opens, just to you know, cook and hang out. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll we'll be we'll be inviting people after the furnace thing happens. Oh, when is the furnace? Um, the schedule is the nineteenth through the twenty-first. I believe.
1: Oh, that's after my birthday. But I,
0: I do feel like it will just take one day for them to do it. So I don't know. They, that's that's the window that they gave us months ago. So.
1: Okay. Well, well, well. Jeremy, Me. are you are you going to participate in um, the Mister B Jennifer Hammonds book club with Russell and I?
0: You know I don't think I should be spending my time reading that book.
1: Well, that's my uh, feeling. Here's, here's the thing. I understand that, and I I honor that because. I I too am it having is that feeling. So a
0: niche.
1: But it isn't a kind of amazing art history lesson of this particular exciting time in Rus- Euro Russian history at the beginning of the twentieth century. So really okay. like this huge chunk of the book is all about his interactions and influences from all these incredible artists and she goes into a lot of historical information about all that so in that way i'd say it'd be interesting to you but i'm only kind of in the first fifth of the book and it's only going to get more and more niche of course
0: yeah yeah i'm maybe yeah okay well uh, i think i could be i i would do it if maybe we'll do a thing of I will come to the city and we'll have like a book club thing, <laughs> you know, that will, that will sort <clears throat> of get me through it. Okay. But it you just, it means you have to read it. I know. Okay. Right. Okay. That's what okay. I'm saying. I just, I'm just like, that will give me a better reason to read it. Than, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is like, you know, there are so many books
1: I know. That's
0: what it comes down I know. to. But so.
1: you know, you've enjoyed some of his ballets and I think like the the context aspects of this book are really interesting.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And also I think that you'll be able to add valuable insights that Russell and I will need. Interesting. Yeah, cuz you know great. Russell and great. I have like sort yes. of I- identical experience, so we're just like, mm. yeah, me too. Yeah, that.
0: And that. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, I know Daniel is going to be out of town, so Daniel has offered his apartment
1: for oh me to stay my in
0: God, isn't while that they nice? are home for Christmas. So that's whoa, very nice. So that's what I'm whoa. thinking that maybe I'll do a little. All right. Okay. Little, which is exciting. I feel like um, a sense of like, oh, go to New York City. Isn't that fun? <laughs> you get to go to the big city. And then do things that I never did. I love that so I mean you know go to a museum or whatever so which I don't really feel like I want to do right now so that's why I've been on the fence about it so if there's a book club uh, a book club (sighs) um I've just been rereading old things nothing exciting are you Um,
1: you you reread things I think that's so nice
0: I have, yeah, a, well, I have a you know, stack of you...
1: books next to my bed that I'm never going to get through.
0: Yeah. Well, I have oh, those too. Oh, God. Ugh, I constantly try to read new fiction, and I'm immediately like, no.
1: Well, do you buy the book, or are you looking on a Kindle?
0: Like, once a year, I'll, like, buy, like, a, you know, something from, like, a list. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is Nothing.
1: This is nothing, nothing. This
0: is nothing. So if anyone has uh, tremendous fiction recommendations. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> recommendation. I, have a, I, have <laughs> I
1: have an idea. I have an idea. I think that you should sit down with Jack one night and turn on the movie Lucy.
0: Uh-huh. And don't say anything. We can't talk while we watch it?
1: No, just don't say anything about it being the Lisa Novak story.
0: Oh, I love this idea. <laughs> And see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Jack is is really quick
1: to yeah, suss things
0: out. It's Jack really like, Jack quite likes incredible.
1: To predict what a thing is before it's even begun. Jack's so. like,
0: I know what this movie is. Like with the uh, like one minute in, Jack was like, I know what this movie, what's gonna happen. Right. And I'm like, No, you don't. Write it down. Right. Jack wrote it down. And at the end of the movie, we, Jack read it to me, and I was like, that is exactly what this movie was. It was crazy. Well, the
1: thing about this, about Lucy, is that I'm curious, I'm curious how long it takes because yeah. the mood is so incongruous with the story.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That look, sounds really fun. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to make that happen. Okay.
1: Tell him. Oh, re-watch this space movie and maybe
0: that. maybe I can wait until you come visit.
1: Oh, okay, I'm happy to rewatch it just to see Jack's expression.
0: Right. Well, that's and then we probably won't even need to watch the whole movie. Oh, we watched this tremendous movie last night called Till Death. What's it's that? It's like a. Um, I don't. I don't know. Is it horror? It's like a murder. Murder movie with Mm. um uh fox what's her name socks fox fox amanda Amanda oh um no megan megan fox yeah uh it's a i actually only saw half of it because jack and lloyd were watching it and while i made dinner and i was like
1: Wait, are you back at the residency again? Oh,
0: yeah, we're back at the residency again. (laughs) Oh, my Um, God. So they were watching it, and then, so I saw, like, the last quarter, but I was like, this is an excellent film. It's, like, really, I mean, it's, you know, trash, but it's really well done in terms of, like, sequencing of events. Wow. It's really good. Um, I don't, I think, I don't know where it was, if it was on Netflix or what, but... Um, really fun. That's a really fun thing to watch.
1: Alright, well, I, you know I don't love horror movies, but I do watch movies some Sundays with James, and he loves
0: horror movies, so maybe we could do that. I almost threw Nomi across the room at <laughs> one moment. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck? <gasps> don't kill the dog, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, it was really fun. Oh gosh, um, and so it amazing. wasn't. it wasn't like... Because we tried to watch this other horror movie last time we were here. And I was like, this is too it was too scary. This is not. This is like, you know, then a hammer goes through a head right. kind of vibe.
1: Oh my god, I had crazy dreams last
0: night. I just remembered. Yeah, and your post plane. Oh, the yeah. sun's coming out. Yeah, the sun's That's out here. That's so nice. So uh, nice. Soy. It's been raining all... It yesterday and it was just snowing.
1: Um, snowing, that's nice. <clears throat> Very light snow. Um, I am I'm going to work after well, the plumber's coming, should be here now. And then I'm gonna go to work. I have a stitcher coming today who I'm gonna test out. And Great. then for
0: Broadway? For Broadway shows? No, no,
1: no, for some oh. Terry stuff I'm working on. Okay. And then I have to go to the dentist this evening at four.
0: I should go to the dentist.
1: Ugh, shouldn't we all?
0: It's terrible. Probably.
1: Terrible. Just right Right now I have two health insurances going at the same time, so I'm trying to mm-hmm. take advantage of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the thing to do with dental is to just, like, get it, like, for one year it. and, like, do everything.
1: Yeah, do it all.
0: And then in your off years you can just pay for, like, a cleaning.
1: Yeah, but I, Yeah. I, I mean I'm get, assuming get,
0: with, get new teeth.
1: With dancing on Broadway, et cetera, and other union jobs, like I'm hoping that my union, union insurance just like carries through for more than just usually sometimes Harry oh, and I get our union wow. insurance for a few months a year. But mm-hmm. I wanna get it like all the time so I can then <laughs> give up my Obamacare insurance and just have the union insurance. Yeah.
0: So if if you're if the show as long as the show runs, will you have it? I think so.
1: I mean, as long as the show is making money, you know, basically, if the show recoups its initial investment, Harriet and I start getting weekly paychecks um, based on a percentage of Uh profits. Um, So we're praying that happens.
0: I mean, yes, everyone. We we don't want dancing to close after two weeks. (gasps) And you never talked about K-pop.
1: Oh, my God. I never talked about it. I don't think so. You just said you were going. I went to K-pop because the producers who were producing dancing. You got like all those tickets. Yeah. Gave Harriet and I a bunch of free tickets. So we went to see K-pop. It was, it was something to see. I will say like, I obviously, uh, I don't know a lot about K-pop, but I also think that this musical um, diverges
0: from. It's Broadway. It's very Broadway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are K-pop stars in it who kind of ground it in the form but um, they try to, like, make this story that that incorporates sort of child abuse and... Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. And, like, misogyny stuff and being sort of... Oh, and, and race stuff because one of the members of the boy band is only half Korean. And so he's kind of ostracized by the others. And um, the main person in the show was basically given up by her mom at a very young age and then raised by the K-pop system. And now she's dealing with the implications of not having had a real childhood. Um, Things like that, that you're like, just sing, everybody, do another number. Right,
0: I don't know, is that, I don't know, the topical drive, is that for like, self-importance, even though it's, I, like, Broadway?
1: I feel like a lot or Is of, it for
0: Tony? Like, what yeah, is it for? Yeah, I think a
1: lot of Broadway shows are trying to be about something so that, um, for yeah, for that reason, so that they can be taken seriously. Like straight. that Alanis, so. What
0: was it? Is that Alanis? Yeah, that I'm sure feasible? they got it all
1: in there as well, right? Goodness,
0: goodness. I was, like, picket signs that were, like, you know... Yeah. Love is I'm, love. I'm, like, like, like when you're doing a doing show doing called
1: here? K-pop doesn't act it doesn't have to be about issues like it can just like have a wonderful yeah, joy. time joy it can yeah. just be about joy and look the second act had so many fun numbers that by the end i was like oh great love it i mean and also it was yeah. like it's fun a wild looking production at circle in the square and um yeah they were good they did really good dances and
0: <clears throat> it looked really crazy <laughs> yeah you, i think it someone it Posted
1: a photo. I, I thought, mean, that's
0: so fun. Part of the problem yes. with the show,
1: or I don't know if it's a problem, but it's really weird, is that you're in this meta experience of basically a, a K pop show being rehearsed and then performed. Mm. And so, and it's being televised. So you are the audience. Oh, just a second, Jeremy. Okay. The plumber's here.
0: Hello. Hello. Okay. So the plumber's here. <phone rings> We'll just see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. We love you. Goodbye.